back uh, gang the dog days of summer and uh, the baseball season is again making us all pay attention it's mm-hmm. great we've been the lifelong dodger fans since 1954 yours truly mm. not speaking for aj he's our baby here on the network yep welcome back living the good life show heard coast to coast this morning got a great special guest uh, speaking of baseball Gotta love that, our favorite sport, other than, of course, golf, that is. And uh, a phenomenal pitcher back in the day. We're going to get into it. A great career, plates with uh, some great ball clubs as well. Our friend who plays in our golf tournament every year, George Culver. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I'll tell you what, uh, can't wait for the tournament. Uh, just, uh, just, just an honor to be invited. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we love having you there. And we love talking baseball, which is... Uh, very excited. Uh, we're all very excited to have you on the show. Talk a little bit of baseball and certainly your career, obviously. And uh, we'll talk and maybe touch base on uh, some of the, the things that are t- t- currently uh, taking place right now. But first of all, how did you even uh, w- was baseball as a kid? I mean, how did you get introduced to the game? Was it just something you did in school or what? Well, I grew up with my aunt and uncle, and so their their son was a softball player. Mm-hmm. And so he'd take me to the games, and I'd he put me up on the scoreboard, and I'd keep the scoreboard. And that's that's my first baseball experience was softball. And then he'd take me home, get me out in the backyard, and make me catch him, and he beat me to pulp. And I <laughs> put the big old uh, rubber boots on me and beat my shins to death. And uh, I'd go in the house crying, and my, <laughs> and my aunt would chew him out, and uh, he, he he didn't have much sympathy for me, so it made me tougher, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't much of a fan of softball. I, I, I got more into baseball, and uh, so when I was uh, younger, they—I uh, remember uh, one of my uncles uh, showed me a box of Wheaties and had a picture of Stan Musial on it. And this is back in the early '50s. And I said, "What about him?" He said, "Well, this is the greatest baseball player that ever lived." And so I thought, okay, so I kind of followed that. And then my uncle, we had this big old tall radio in the house and he picked up the Pacific Coast League games on the radio. Uh, the only major league games we heard was in the World Series. And so um, later, uh, you know, as I started working my way through pro baseball and later in the major leagues, I'm playing against a lot of these guys that I've heard about on the radio. Hmm. Or they were coaches. And I didn't play against them, but I heard about coaches. And I'm with the Cardinals, and one day after practice, Stan Musa was like a guest instructor, and Stan says, hey, uh, hey, kid, he called her back, hey, kid, uh, let's play a little pepper. I go, Stan Musa wants to play pepper with me? What a thrill. <laughs> so him and I stood out there for about 30, 30, 45 minutes playing pepper. And I, I wished somebody had a video so I could have it for forever, but wouldn't that, wouldn't that have been a thrill? I mean, here's the first baseball player I've ever heard of, Stan Musa, and here I am. 1970, playing pepper with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quite a thrill. Stand the man. So where were you raised, George, for your childhood? What city? Well, I was raised in Delano until I was in eighth grade, and then my aunt and uncle split up. And so my mother had lived in. My mother was a single mom, 
and she had raised she had uh, we had two sisters she was trying to raise them and so really didn't have room for me in the house so I lived with my aunt and uncle and so when my aunt and uncle split up uh, my older sister actually got married so I was, actually it was room for me to move into my mom in Bakersfield Okay. And it was the luckiest break I ever got in my life because uh, that's what turned my sports career around. Frank Gifford, the great footballer, uh, comes to mind, and Buck Owens, the great uh, singer and uh, radio station owner. Let me ask you, George. I mean, uh, it's interesting, uh, especially um, first of all, I guess there's. I have a couple questions, but you, you obviously uh, were a pitcher. Uh, but was that something that you started with as a kid? pitching or did you play other positions you just figured out on your own or through the help of maybe coaches that you had the arm for uh, to be a pitcher well you know I went out, it's funny I went out from my high school team as a freshman and uh, so my best buddy on the team was on the track team and I wasn't much of a baseball player I mean I played and you know we like you get in the yard and throw yeah hit and throw a tennis ball whatever and so my best buddy was on the track team, and he we'd go home to his house every day for lunch. I I didn't have any money for lunch. We had like a quarter a day to spend on lunch. So we'd go over to his house at lunchtime and, and rob the refrigerator, <laughs> wherever was in there. And so then we got in the yard and threw the shot and playing the discus round. Well, I could beat him at both of them. <laughs> and so I said, why am I out for baseball when I know I can get a letterman's jack? So I went out for the track team, lettered. I won most of my meets in high school. Never had thrown the shot of discus before. Yeah. When most of my meets. And so that went that uh, summer, some of my buddies were going to play uh, what they call Junior Baseball Association. So I went out for the team, had a great coach. The guy was a former college pitcher and never mentioned to me about pitching. I just played wherever. And the last day of the season, he said, do you know anybody who wants, anybody here want to pitch? I said, yeah, I'd like to try to pitch. So I pitched, I pitched a one-hitter. And I'd been throwing curveballs with a buddy of mine who lived down the street, so I kind of had a curveball. <laughs> okay. And from that time on, I was hooked on pitching. I was hooked on pitching from that time on. So there you go. Uh, next year, went, next year went to play junior varsity high school team. Uh, was uh, one of the best pitchers on the team, and then went two years of varsity, and and uh, went from there to junior college, and uh, was. All conference, both years in college, junior college, and just grew from there. And then I signed with the Yankees out of uh, junior college in 1963. I saw that, yeah. And then uh, obviously uh, making your uh, major league uh, debut, if you will, with the Indians and in, uh, uh, or now they call I guess they call them the Guardians. But any, <laughs> anyhow, that's the, they're the Indians. They're the Indians. Yeah, there you <laughs> I go. Don't care what they say. I agree with you. For sure, um, and, you know, but you've played with multiple ball clubs from the Indians to the Reds, Cardinals, even Astros, and of course our beloved uh, Dodgers here and the Phillies. Um, you know, and, and we talked to so many ball players over the years, especially those who have played for multiple teams. But did any of the teams that you played for, one or multiple, really stand out and and uh, made you almost like a, even a fan yourself as you uh, you know left baseball as a, as a player? Well, I grew up a Dodger fan. You did, and so uh, those those were my idols. And and the first baseball team I ever fell in love with was the Yankees because in those days, in the fifties, the only time you ever saw the Yankees, the only baseball you ever saw was the Yankees playing the World Series on TV. Yeah, and so uh, that was my you know Mickey Mantle, of course, was my big idol, and and I got to face him in the Major Leagues three times. That was another big thrill. Wow, you know, just incredible. <laughs> That's awesome. And then uh, so. Um, 
you know, you get to it's a major league. I never when I signed, the only reason I signed at all, my my, my only thought was I'd go to the local ballpark here, the Bakersfield. Uh, they were the Bakersfield uh, Philly Farm Club. They were called the Bakersfield Bears. Uh-huh. Why they called the Bears, I have no idea, but they were called Bakersfield Bears. So I go to the game every night, sit by the visiting dugout, and listen to the players talk and start talk up a conversation with them, whatever. And they'd always give me a batter ball at the end of the game. So I, I was you know a big fan of baseball itself. So, uh, and then same thing. I end up playing with and against some of these guys in the major leagues. Yeah, and so I just I was just a fan. I was just hooked on baseball just from the get go, and I played five sports in high school. Okay, but wow. Baseball was was the one, and so uh, I didn't know I didn't know I was very good. But I saw the, the pro game, Class A California League, and I say, look at these guys. They got they play baseball at night, they sleep all day, and they get paid. Sign me up. <laughs> exactly. And so so when I signed, I had I, major leagues was the first thing from my mind. I that was. That was like trying to get a rocket going outer space. I I had no chance of ever doing that. Well, it just so happened that my career just took off for some reason. I have no idea why. It was just the good Lord blessed me, and uh, I had some wonderful things happen to me. I had some great people behind me. And yep. Next thing I know, I'm in the major leagues, and I couldn't believe it. Awesome. Henry Urin, one of the toughest batters you ever pitched against? You know, it's funny. Uh, Henry Urin. Uh, somebody sent me a list of all the people I'd ever faced, ever. I don't know where they come up with this stuff. But anyway, they listed every single guy I'd ever faced, how many hits, how many home runs. I faced Hank Aaron more than any other any other batter I ever faced in the major leagues. I wow. faced him 39 times. Uh, he had six hits, one home run, and uh, was really not much. I didn't have much trouble with him, honestly. That's great. And so I think he hit 200 against me. But uh, he was at... The, Pretty much towards the end of his career, and you know, they—they they, I don't know if you ever seen the interview with him and uh, Bob Casas, yeah, uh, where he talked about when he moved to Atlanta, he saw the opportunity to hit home runs, right, and so he started trying to pull the ball. But before, when he was a young guy, he hit the ball over the ballpark, and so when he started pulling the ball, he became much easier to pitch to, and so that's where I was lucky that he was trying to pull, so I could keep the bio slider, throw the ball outside to him, and. You know, keep the ball away from him. Had pretty good luck with him, and uh, so, uh, but not the same with Willie McCovey and Carlos Schimpsey. It was not the same. Those guys wore me out. And hey, I, I'm personally responsible for putting them both in the Hall of Fame. I love it. I love it. Hey, George, we we only have a few minutes left, and I want to ask you a question and compare it to where we uh, or what we're witnessing these days, especially with some of the new rules uh, enforced by Major League Baseball when it comes to pitchers. Um, with uh, foreign substances and whatnot, because certainly the time was different then. I mean, you had such great success, played for some great ball clubs. You had the no-hitter in 1968, which was absolutely phenomenal. But, you know, you're seeing guys now who are throwing the ball 100 miles an hour, sometimes even faster or very close to it. Um, What's your opinion on, on the new rule on how they're trying to maybe even slow the baseball down a little bit here? What's your take on that? Uh, the same as a golf ball. I mean, they want they want to, they want to reduce the golf ball. That's what gets people interested. That's yeah. what keeps people interested is the, you know, people hit the golf ball miles. You know, they they still don't break any record scoring records. It's still yeah, the, the scores are still pretty much the same. And baseball, same way. I mean, nobody's breaking strikeout records. The hitters are breaking the strikeout records because they can't. They're too stupid to hit the ball the opposite field. Mm-hmm. They want to pull everything, and so. Uh, 
I mean, you could uh, a guy with any intelligence could bunt 300 just by bunting the ball where there's nobody standing. And uh, so I, I just think they need to put a rule in where you have to stay on one side of the infield and on the dirt. Interesting. And hey. if you're short tough, you can't go on the other side of second base. Let's talk a little bit about your upcoming event in September. Yeah, okay. Uh, we have a fundraiser for uh, – uh, I'm a – chairman of a foundation here in Bakersfield that's for youth baseball and we give scholarships to the college, junior college kids and we, we help any kid in need of a glove, shoes, whatever and we help all the high school and whatever. So anyway, it's called the uh, Light Brigade, which is my foundation. And uh, Adam's playing it, right? Yeah, both of us. Okay, good. Oh, that's right. Good, perfect. Okay, so Javier Bermuda is one that Told me all that, so I'm, I'm tickled to have you guys. But anyway, it's uh, September 13th at the beautiful Bearsville Country Club. Charlie Huff, uh, uh, Tommy John, Steve Yeager, Bill Russell, Efren Herrera. You guys remember Efren Herrera? The oh kicker? yeah, oh yeah. Uh, he plays in our event. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. He does. And Cody Kessler, uh, quarterback for uh, uh, USC, later went played 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 in the pros with a few teams and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's back home now, but uh, and we got some local kids that played in major league. Kobe Lewis uh, yep. played in major leagues. Uh, yep. And uh, he's, he's not going to be able to make it this year, but he normally plays in it. So it's a great, great event, and uh, we're just so honored to be able to raise the money to help help the youth baseball in here. Gotta love that, and uh, looking forward to having you also uh, come and enjoy our event in November. Uh, for Folds of Honor, always a pleasure seeing you, but looking forward to seeing you very soon at yours. And uh, hopefully one of these days we'll play some golf, hit the links, and uh, hope to keep it straight in the, and right in the fairway. You betcha. I got the American flag flying 25 feet out in front of my house. I love it. Here, so. God bless you, George. Look forward to seeing you. Okay. Thanks again, Thank man. Thank you, guys. Okay, you bet. Anytime. Thank you.